Yanmar trying to get it towards the empty net. He dives. He scores. Hat trick. Game seven. Yanmar. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. And he comes, fakes. He scores. Mark Stone, shorthanded goal. Took the goal off its pegs, lost his stick, but more room to pump his fist. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Getting set, hour number two of the VGK Insider Show. We have uh, one-timers coming up. Uh, fill you in and a couple of other little tidbits uh, that are coming your way from the start of training camps around the National Hockey League. Medicals, uh, media day for most teams. And then we'll get into on-ice workouts tomorrow, including City National Arena, where the Vegas Golden Knights start its fifth season in front of crowd. You wear your face mask, uh, you will get into City National Arena of course, pending uh, available seats, because I, I would think that uh, that the real estate will be at a premium tomorrow inside City National Arena. Workouts start at 10 o'clock, and uh, we may see a scrimmage tomorrow. Uh, Pete DeBoer running uh, his first full training camp uh, since he took over the Vegas Golden Knights a couple of years ago. Crazy, but uh, that's what we got in a full preseason schedule coming up with the first exhibition game on Sunday. Looking forward to it. That will be on AT&T Sportsnet and Fox Sports uh, Las Vegas as we get into the season. Dan Duvet, Dave Gosher were both in the office today uh, working on their calls. Gosher was at the the copier machine, Ryan Wallace, and he was having trouble getting the copier machine to work. And sure. we were asking him what's going on over there, and he started basically without trying. Uh, he started doing play-by-play of what was happening. There's a red light on, and now it says it's uploading, and now it says it's processing. And it's, he was, and I looked up and went, "This is a promo, like a, a walking, talking promo." With Dave Gosher at the copy machine doing play-by-play. But uh, he's ready for the season. So is uh, Dan Duva. And uh, we are looking forward to the start of training camp tomorrow. Uh, Kelly McCrimmon spoke to the media today. We're going to bring you some of that sound as soon as it becomes available. And uh, just uh, the updates on on some of the things in and around training camp. But one thing that we will tell you is that the, the club is 100% vaccinated which is one uh, key, w- protecting yourself against the virus. But the other thing is when, when you play in a division with three teams north of the border, you gotta, you got to be vaccinated to be able to get in yep. uh, and, and not quarantine, et cetera, across the border, uh, international rules and, and Canada's rules. Uh, Tyler Bertuzzi of the Detroit Red Wings is the only player that's not vaccinated on that club. And he plays in a division with Toronto, with Ottawa, with Montreal. And he, at this point, uh, is not going to play in those games in Canada. Steve Eisman bluntly saying, uh, Tyler Bertuzzi participating in games in Canada uh, or when, when they travel out west uh, is, is not in the equation right now. So it's key. That's a, that's a big point. That uh, that Kelly McCrimmon, not just the vaccination side of it, mm-hmm. which you know where I lean on uh, when it comes to, to getting vaxxed, how important that is, uh, that it just from a being in the lineup perspective and being available, uh, everybody will be available for those road trips to Canada. 
Yeah, I mean, for the Golden Knights, uh, is as you mentioned, three teams in this division play in Canada. That's that's a lot of games that adds up really, really quickly over the course of a season. So, um, you know, it's it's uh, certainly a very important and and very. Uh, just very important decision and step for the Golden Knights to enter this season 100% vaccinated. And, you know, beyond that, just kind of on, on Tyler Bertuzzi, I think the number is, is somewhere in the ballpark of nine games that he may not be eligible for this coming season. So when you look at an 82-game schedule, you really get an idea of how much of that schedule is going to be impacted with Bertuzzi out of the lineup. It has to, has to be at least nine games because there's seven Canadian teams and you're playing yeah. them all. Plus, uh, yeah, so there, there you go. That's that's a significant portion of your schedule. And when you're a team looking to take a step like that. But that this is back-to-back days now that we've heard this uh, about non-vaccinated players uh, either being demoted straight to the American Hockey League, like mm-hmm. we saw uh, yesterday uh, with the Columbus Blue Jackets, or today with uh, Tyler Bertuzzi, and it's become uh, a major point. We'll, we'll chat a little bit uh, with Sam and Ash tomorrow on our legal minute uh, with the visit there, just uh, the, the legal parts of it. And But, they, I mean, it looks like it's pretty cut and dry that teams are able to uh, deal with this. If, if you aren't vaccinated, one, you can't cross the border. So mm-hmm. th- th- there's nothing uh, a lawyer can do about that. And number two, uh, I wonder if teams have, have other things that they can uh, hit you with. If if you're not going to get vaccinated and you're not available to work a certain number of games, then can they punish you? Uh, can they penalize you uh, by by withholding your salary? I'm curious about that. Like, does Tyler Bertuzzi get paid for those those nine games? I don't know. That's uh, uh, a question that uh, I'm looking forward to asking uh, Sam and Ash. Mount Rushmore, four faces, four presidents on that uh, wonderful. Uh, mountainside in South Dakota. Chris Chapman's looking at going there. He's just trying to find something <laughs> else to do if he makes the trip. He's now it. launched into the fact that uh, he's made the big step to try and find something. Before it was, he just wondered if there was anything else. So he's making that big step to Google something, which apparently is is a big physical ask of him to Google something, but he's making that step. So uh, we we're getting into the Mount Rushmore of the BGK 2021, 2022 edition. Who are the four faces that represent the franchise for this season? Chris Chapman, lead us off. All right. Well, I think the first one is, is pretty cut and dry. And I would imagine that uh, I won't be the only one that has this gentleman on his Mount Rushmore, he is the George Washington of the Vegas Golden Knights right now. He is the captain, the guy who I think represents the team probably more so than anyone else currently on the roster, and that's pretty easy. It's Mark Stone. He is the emotional leader. You see him when he's not on the ice and other guys score, the way he celebrates. He almost celebrates like he's the guy who scores the goal when it's someone else getting that goal. He's the, he, he wears a C for a reason. It, it's it's Mark Stone. He is the first guy that I would put on my Vegas Golden Knights, Matt Rushmore, for the 2021-22 season. And? I will go with Robin Leonard. Mentioned him yesterday. I think any time that you are a goalie on a good team, and the Vegas Golden Knights clearly are a very good team, I think you are going to be in the discussion as being the face of the franchise. I, I 
Robin Leonard is a guy who, who, as I mentioned yesterday, has no problem getting up in front of the media and, and facing the music and, and talking to, to us and letting us know how he feels. I think his social media presence goes a long way as well as far as being one of the faces of the franchise. So I put Robin Leonard up there as I'm a second member of the Matt Rushmore. Interesting decision there. Number no. three. A guy who was brought in last year. He is the second highest paid player on the team. He was the captain of the St. Louis Blues. He was the first guy to lift the Saint or the, the Stanley Cup in the history of the St. Louis Blues. Mm-hmm. I think whenever you bring a guy in who has that resume, he's also a player who is in the running for the Norris Trophy, it seems, every single year. He's another guy who talks to the media a lot. And the other thing, the other reason I put Alex Petrangelo on there, we know he drives two Hondas because he is in commercials for Honda that run during the NHL season. So Petrangelo, a guy who is the face of the franchise here in Vegas, but also on a national level as he is selling uh, Hondas. Yeah, I'm not sure what that has to do with it. but uh... Well, he's visible. He's very visible. <laughs> It, I think it's interesting that you've picked three non-original players. Well, for your twenty twenty-one, yeah. which which I think goes with this year's theme that we're we're really mm-hmm. turning a page here from the original BGK and what's happened to uh, a, a sort of a franchise that's that's becoming evolving uh, along the way. So who's number four? Well, I will go with a misfit, one of the original. Members of the Golden Knights, maybe not the one that you guys thought I was going to go with. I debated between three guys, mm-hmm. and I went with Alex Tuck. Even though Alex Tuck isn't playing the first part of the season, he's a guy who is very visible in the community. He's a guy who who you see doing. Hold on, a, does Does William Carlson know about this? Don't tell him. Wow. Let's not tell him. No, no you'll tell him. You'll tell him. <laughs> no, just no, I, no. You'll, you'll he, he totally tell him. He won't talk to me anymore if 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 we tell him. So, uh, I went with Alex Tuck. I, I I think he he's a guy who is very visible. I think outside of City National Arena, outside of T-Mobile Arena, he's a guy who you see involved. He's not playing for the first few, months. but that's okay. He's still he's still a member of the franchise. But it, it's it's this it's this year, Chapman. Like yeah. if he only ends up playing in the ballpark of like thirty games, then. And You've if he and if he is are, significant are for fifty plus games, and, and he has games. the ability to make an impact in those games, he will play. I think, I think he is a guy who it'll be like like almost getting a, a, a new acquisition at the trade deadline. No, this when is he, this is actually good. This is very Chapman esque <clears throat> that he loves a player so much in William Carlson mm-hmm. yep. that he leaves yep. him off his Mount Rushmore <laughs> for this season mm-hmm. and takes a player yep. that's not going to play for the first couple no, of months. The reality is I didn't, I didn't want you guys to make fun of me, so. No. <laughs> oh, are you like, serious? And, and, and so, no. so, oh, come on. So you went this direction? <laughs> this wasn't the way to avoid <laughs> mockery. I, like, I, I, like, Chapman, you just okay, if you're going to go away from this. William... If you're going to go for away from William Carlson for the sake of I don't want you guys to get to to make fun of me, pick a player that you yes. know in theory well, is is going to play the entire I, season. I, I, I debated between Tuck and Theodore, and I I think Shea is is he he kind of has a little shyness about him, so I I don't know if I feel comfortable making him one of the faces of the franchise. Uh, Xavier says Stone, Marcheseau, Petrangelo, and Martinez. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stone, Leonard, Marshy, and Tuck. That's uh, Live for the Night. 
And Gordon says Stone, Leonard, Petrangelo, and Theodore. So a kind of a, a consistency there. Is but, that is that but Gordon tweaking. who likes to call and make fun of you? Uh, no, that's Jordan Goodrich. Oh, okay. Jordan, not Gordon. <laughs> I thought you said Gordon. No, Jordan. Okay. <laughs> uh, Deontay Rose says Stone, Marcheseau, Leonard, and Chance. Yeah. Uh, what did Papa Lou go with? Oh, Papa Lou went with. Uh, <laughs> he had Mark. a jersey on. Hold on, hold on. He went with Mark Stone and uh, third line potentially amazing player extraordinaire Will Carrier. He only went with two. Yeah, he went with two. Well, you have Stone and Carrier. What more do you really need? Well, there's four. Well, I'm uh, just saying, like you can, <laughs> you you can you can use. Two of the spots for a Mark okay. Stone celebration. I've, uh, I, I've met Papa Lou. Like it was, it was great to hook up with Papa Lou at, <laughs> at FanFest the other day. He's yeah. an amazing contributor to our program and what we do here at Fox Sports Las Vegas. Uh, I'm not going to jab him. It's just like, for the sake of, of jabbing him. Plus, he could, oh, he could tune me in. Although, he's got a torn rotator cuff right now, so I might be able to, to take him out that he injured while playing men's league hockey. So he's 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 right into it uh, on that side of it, too. But uh, Papa Lou, I need two more. Like, I do need two more. Uh, Mike Lang, LV, says, if the season goes well, Leonard, Stone, and Petrangelo are three easy ones. Fourth mm-hmm. should be Pacioretty or Theodore. I thought Pacioretty would get more mentions in this than he has. If the season ends in a cup... The fourth mm-hmm. might need to be McCrimmon-McPhee combo for having uh, the Stones to make the flurry trade. Sure. So I, I'm seeing, it like, remember the movie Face Off with Nicolas right. Cage and John Travolta? Mount Rushmore with, with Kelly McCrimmon and George McPhee. That would be cool. A little difficult to yeah. carve into the side no. of a mountain. But. Well, you told me that you can't have two or three people in, in one Yeah, that goes against space. the rules. So it, it, that goes it against does. the rules that you set up literally yesterday. It does. I do, I do mm-hmm. like the idea of, of that face-off thing, but uh, I, I'm, I'm sticking to the rules that, that you mm-hmm. need four. Uh, go ahead, Ryan. Give me your four. Okay. So, I've... Okay. Mark Stone won... Alex Petrangelo, two, Robin Leonard, three, and I went back and forth and back and forth on what I would do with my four spot. I've I've thought about Shea Theodore and kind of what the next step looks like for Theodore and what that means for this organization if he achieves that next step this year. But then as I was thinking about it a little bit more, um, I, I just think that that you look at Alec Martinez and what he brings to the table, there's leadership, there's obviously a couple of Stanley Cups. Um, this year, with what with what Martinez did in, in the playoffs last year, playing on a broken foot, all the block shots, all the timely goals, to me, that's kind of propelled him to, a, to becoming a, a major fan favorite, a key cog in this machine. I'm going to go with Alec Martinez, so I do not have any original Golden Knights in my top four. So give me your four again. It's Mark Stone, Alex Petrangelo, Robin, Leonard, and Alec Martinez. That's really well done. I like that. Thank you. Thank I, you. I, I think that's a great read on this team, uh, on, on where you went there. Nothing against any original of EGK, 
But I, I think it really gives you an indication of how much this organization has evolved, yet still stayed at the front end of expectations to win a Stanley Cup. I, yeah, I like your, your rationale there uh, with with Alec Martinez. Uh, I went with Martinez. I have Alex Petrangelo on there. I have Mark Stone with this group on Mount Rushmore. And I have Pete DeBoer because of uh, the coaching aspect and where he takes this team and what he did coming in to the organization and his his desire and almost a fire to 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 win like his intensity and yeah. coaches in the National Hockey League don't get the same type of uh not not res- respects the wrong word for it but attention uh like National Football League coaches do and like mm-hmm. NBA coaches do. But I think it's just as as influential. And I think Pete DeBoer, if this team is going to win its first championship, is going to lean on and take the guidance of, of Pete DeBoer. I think coaching means more in the National Hockey League than a lot of people give it credit to. So Pete DeBoer is part of my Mount Rushmore. And not not one other person... When I, when I said earlier that I, I kind of got the impression that I was going to be a little bit off uh, compared to, to what the fan base was speaking, uh, I was thinking of two players, Martinez and, and I was thinking DeBoer. So two, two uh, people. I'm impressed that so many people put Martinez on there. I think that's a great read. Uh, but DeBoer, I'm, I'm a little surprised that nobody else had, had Pete DeBoer on their Mount Rushmore. Yeah, you know, it's funny because you had mentioned front office and because you had mentioned coach, my assumption was that you were going to find a spot for one of Pete DeBoer, Kelly McCrimmon, George McPhee. Like, that's kind of where I I imagine you'd go. Um, But I, I think the fact that you and I are kind of on that same wavelength, that this is what the evolution of the Golden Knights is is kind of culminating in. This is not necessarily uh, the the original Misfits. This is not necessarily that expansion team. This is a new animal, and you've got players that, that are kind of leading that next charge, and it's well represented in what you and I came, came to pass in terms of our Mount Rushmore. Faces of the franchise. It's not to say that, that Robin Leonard won't be a huge part uh, of this, and that was probably my biggest debate. When, you, yeah. when you're talking about faces of the franchise, how do you leave the, the number one goaltender off there? But mm-hmm. knowing how much influence Alec Martinez has on this room, on and off the ice, he had to be in yeah. there. The captain is in there. And Alex Petrangelo is just a beast when it comes to energy and talent. And he, it's a, it's a no-brainer. Did you have him on there, Chapman, on yours? Yeah, remember you made the quip about me mentioning him being in Honda commercials? Right, right. Yeah. Mm. Just just making sure. Yeah, me and Ryan had three of the three of the same. Petrangelo, Leonard, and... <laughs> Listen to you sucking up to Ryan. Yeah, well, well, I mean, <laughs> Stone, Petrangelo, <laughs> and Leonard. suck-up job no, right there. No, I'm not Absolutely. a suck-up. No, I don't need to suck up to Ryan. 
I mean, I'd you, suck up yeah, to him really, more than you, I would suck up to you, but... You, know. you really don't need to, though. Yeah. That's, Are that's you a butt kisser? Oh, jeez, I'm like the worst butt kisser in the world. Yeah? Oh, wow. I'm terrible at it, Like, you, yeah. go, you go against the flow? I don't... I just have never really felt the need to do it. I mean, I, I, I guess... I don't know. My, my my father told me a lot of stuff about people who do that, so I, I tried to not be that. You know, guy. there's a there's a place and time for it. Well, like to, to do it, like I I have, I think I've I've hurt my career at times <laughs> for not doing it enough. Like, and then you come across as as aloof or arrogant or well, not not buying in. Well, listen, when when the boss calls me into her office and I know I'm in a heap of trouble, I, I like to make compliments like, oh, I really like those flowers that you have over there. What kind are well, they? Well, by, by then it's too late, man. Yeah, well, I'm already, yes. By but, then it's too late. Yeah. Wallace, do you, like, do you make sure that you get the boss's uh, eye every now and then? Um, I mean, I... I <sighs> Which which boss? Like which boss? That's that's kind of the question because I I have intricate um, um, relationships in terms of uh, how power kind of gets yeah. displayed in terms of if different roles that I have at the radio station. Generally speaking, I try like my aim is to get along with everybody. Uh, generally speaking, my aim is to accommodate everybody. Oh, uh, and please. what ends up Come happening? On. No, no, listen. And then what ends up happening in those situations is I generally do, um, and everyone gets like everyone's happy about it. So I, I, I'm, I'm pretty well liked in in that building oh, there, and that's goodness. certainly like, that something like, that happened. I want to get along with not, everybody too, but it just doesn't and, happen. And that's not butt kissing. That's just being really good at my job. Now, do like, you buy the boss jobs. a Christmas gift? Yes, um, I do. Yeah, yeah I. I don't. I don't think I. I've ever really done that. Like uh, maybe yeah. maybe a card. Or I something, do now. But no. I never used to. Really? I do now. Oh, I. I've. I've always done it. That. That's the one thing I will do. Buy the boss a Christmas gift. Yeah. I. Uh, I make sure that that happens. Honestly, just the the ability to interact with me on a daily basis is gift enough, isn't it? Wow. Hmm. Stephanie uh, sends for Mount Rushmore: Stone, Marshy, Martinez, Panda. Honorable mention to Theodore. Can't go wrong there. Yeah. And Lou, I just want to say that uh, that we're all good, buddy. We're all good. You can do whatever so, every, every you want. I just think that you should, when we give you an assignment, you should fulfill the assignment. You can't just do half the assignment and think that uh, that you're funny. Well, what's funny? Because wow. he, tweeted, he tweeted a picture wow. of, of the jersey of the guy. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta, Just you gotta calling call Papa Lou out. What's wrong with you? What are you doing? I'm looking forward to Wait, Papa Lou. Uh, he's not getting you a time. Christmas gift. No. No. Uh, nothing Goodness from Rita. Did we get anything from Rita? Like, she didn't give her actual. She was chiming in, but she didn't give her uh, Mount Rushmore for the VGK. <laughs> when I we continue, uh, we've got uh, some updates from Kelly McCrimmon's media availability today. What he had to say about this group. We'll bring that to you and a couple of more little tidbits and uh, one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League on this pre-training camp edition on the eve of workouts on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Brought to the near wing. Big shot and he scores! It's time for one-timers. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day. And it's a tie hockey game. On the VGK Insider Show. 
Speaking of Kelly McCrimmon's uh, pre-training camp media conference in a couple of seconds, but uh, first, uh, some other happenings from around the National Hockey League to tell you about. A little one-timer, abbreviated edition. Uh, the NHL said today that it has concluded its investigation into allegations that San Jose Sharks forward Evander Kane gambled on league games, having found no evidence to support those allegations or allegations that Evander Kane made any effort to negatively impact his own club's games. Uh, The report states the investigation included a detailed review of social media, public data, and court filings from the bankruptcy proceedings initiated by Mr. Kane in January. So that has been uh, put aside for Evander Kane. However, there's a subsequent uh, release coming out involving Evander Kane from the National Hockey League. And it says that uh, that they've looking into other issues. Um, what's the wording on that? Um, other allegations mm-hmm. that are not in relation to gambling or betting on hockey. So additional unrelated allegations involving potential wrongdoing by Evander Kane have been brought to our attention, the National Hockey League, Uh, These allegations are being thoroughly investigated and the National Hockey League will have no further comment regarding their substance pending the completion of the process. So while it's over for Vandy Kane, there's uh, another uh, situation there for the uh, San Jose Sharks' top goal scorer. Uh, That aside, uh, let's uh, let's bring in Kelly McCrimmon for his uh, media address on the eve of the Vegas Golden Knights' fifth training camp. Here's Kelly McCrimmon. To the 21-22 Vegas Golden Knights training camp. Uh, Just a few opening comments before uh, I take questions. Uh, In all honesty, good to see everyone. And uh, what what a stretch of time it's been. It was uh, uh, really interesting last week with the uh, beginning of rookie camp going into the dressing room. Uh, talking to our players, which uh, for two draft classes we'd never met uh, in person, going to a rookie tournament. Of course, the last rookie tournament that we had the opportunity to participate in was in 2019 uh, in Anaheim, and uh, it just felt right. It just feels good to be uh, back in the rink to see people in uh, in settings like uh, this uh, as opposed to what we've done uh, for so long. So uh, we're tremendously excited about camp. you know, pleased with our offseason, pleased with, uh, with the makeup of our team as we head into the season. Uh, we've got uh, training camp is 35 forwards, 17 uh, defensemen, six goaltenders. Uh, of those 17 uh, defensemen, Ian McCaution is here on a PTO, uh, has been signed to a PTO. Uh, we've got some injuries uh, with uh, our training camp uh, from uh, the NHL team with uh, Alex Tuck, but also in addition, uh, Alan Quine, uh, Reed Duke, Jake Bischoff, Leighton Ahak, and Connor Corcoran. So those six players all had off-season surgery and uh, will not be uh, ready for training camp. Uh, question of the day, our team is fully vaccinated. Uh, I, can, uh, I can share that with you. And then I guess just uh, uh, a quick recap on, rookie, on rookie, uh, our rookie tournament. Uh, I touched on it was good to see uh, you know everybody 
uh, in our dressing room on the ice, got to watch three games of our team. Uh, interestingly, uh, I believe all five of the other teams had uh, their development camp leading up to the rookie tournament, which was one of the little uh, uh, you know quirks of uh, an extended season. The NHL allowed teams to have development camp right prior to rookie camp if they uh, if they chose to do so. So I felt we were a little bit behind uh, to start uh, the tournament. I thought we played better as it went on. I thought we played our best game certainly uh, uh, on the final day uh, against LA. So encouraged by I think I talked about it before the tournament that really. Uh, a big part of the va a big part of the value of the tournament like that is to see the progression of the different players, and uh, really encouraged with the progress that some guys uh, are making. I thought uh, first year players made a good impression, which is, uh, to be honest, almost uncommon. A lot of times when you get those young guys that have uh, just been drafted, have never been to uh, uh, an NHL camp before. Uh, most cases have never been to uh, Las Vegas or to facilities. Uh, like this, flown on the team charter, all of those things are pretty overwhelming for uh, a young player. And I thought we saw uh, lots out of that group uh, as well uh, in that setting. Um, just with respect to normalcy, really excited about 82 games, really excited about playing uh, 31 other teams. And uh, just, uh, you know, last year uh, was a challenge for a lot of people for a lot of uh, and for a lot of different reasons It definitely impacted the sports world and the National Hockey League uh, You know, we're really optimistic that this is going to uh, Feel a lot more like uh, like a normal uh, NHL season does for us. So uh, hopefully I've covered, uh, covered some of the things that uh, uh, You might ask but uh, with that I'll open it up to any questions. Yeah, we'll we'll be compliant on uh, opening day. I think I give you guys the same answer every time you ask the question. Um, you know, we'll be compliant uh, on opening day, and uh, you know, from there, depending on what we do with uh, Alex Tuck, for example, um, you know, that's going to have an impact on uh, our flexibility. Uh, you know, to some degree. Well, I think there's a number of them, Steve, and uh, you know, you mentioned uh, Nolan Patrick. I should have mentioned in my open three uh, uh, new players to the organization, and Dadnov, Patrick, and uh, and Howden. Uh, so, looking forward to see uh, to see those players. Um, you know, I, I always get excited about the, the evolution of young players. So, you know, I'm excited to see uh, Keegan Colasar, Dylan Coglin, Nick Haig. Uh, you know, Nick Waugh, you know, just uh, that group of young players I, uh, I may have missed, uh, you know, Patrick and Howden both uh, in that group uh, as well. So I'm excited to see uh, their progression because that's a big part of how your team improves. Zach Whitecloud still uh, still a young player. Uh, so I'm excited to see those players. And then, uh, you know, for your older veterans, you, uh, you know, 
uh, you enjoy watching them play. And you know, we've got some uh, some really good players. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, them in a camp setting. I, I think there's real value. Uh, this year has seven preseason games. Last year uh, did not. I think there's real value in that, not only for uh, your veteran players, but it's a great opportunity for young players to get in games and the organization to assess how far away they are from being NHL players on a regular basis and for the players themselves to see uh, what good NHL players uh, look like. So there'd be some value to that. And uh, somebody mentioned it earlier, there's three weeks till uh, three weeks yesterday uh, till opening day. So there's a lot of ground that uh, needs to be covered, will be covered. It's uh, uh, you know, as I'm sure Pete will speak to it when he does his media availability. This is his first fall training camp uh, with our team, so it's a chance for him to uh, get his hands on the group early and uh, uh, conduct a, a training camp more that uh, more like we're used to. So, I, I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't quite hear all of your question there, Steve. Hopefully, I covered on uh, what you were looking for. Okay, you are, you are listening. listening. Camp media address from Kelly McCrimmon as he addresses the media on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Well, no one will play it like Ryan uh, did. I think he's uh, you know really respected around the league as being uh, one of, if not uh, the toughest uh, player that there is. But we've got a big team. Uh, I think last year we were uh, the, the tallest team in the NHL, the heaviest team in the NHL. Uh, so I, I'm not uh, overly concerned about it. I think as some of these younger players that I talked about uh, gain more confidence, work their way into the lineup, I think you'll see uh, that they'll have more physical presence here uh, as they mature as players. Um, it, it'll, be, uh, it'll be manageable, uh, I guess would be uh, the, the short answer that I would give you. Uh, I don't know if I'm people uh, or not, uh, quite frankly. Um, Robin looks good. You know, he, uh, he, I think, is really excited about the opportunity. I think he's really appreciative of, uh, you know, the faith the organization has shown in him. And, uh, you know, he's expecting to make the most of the opportunity. And, and we think that that's, uh, that's how it will play out. We're uh, really encouraged with, uh, you know, his preparation for the season. Well, um, you know, when we talk about the progression of players, I think, uh, you know, Jack, for me, um, you know, certainly could have turned pro a year earlier. Last year he turned pro and, uh, you know, HSK, I think we're able to get a 40-game schedule in. I think he was able to uh, assert himself well, uh, show what he can do, recognize the areas of his game where he needs to uh, continue to improve because that's a big part of becoming an NHL player as well. And he, he's exactly the type of player I'm speaking of when I talk about the importance of, uh, of the preseason. You know, that's, uh, those are going to be good opportunities for Jack and good opportunities for us uh, to evaluate him. He does, uh, he does some things extremely well, and uh, we'll be uh, looking to see how 
Uh, that translates uh, in the context of uh, an NHL game and all of the other things that uh, you know are required to be an NHL player. Apologies, we don't have the media questions, uh, Mike, so you won't be able to hear those, but you're listening to Kelly McCrimmon's pre-training camp media address as the Golden Knights prepare for their fifth season. Uh, you are listening to the BGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Well, Pete's done a really good job uh, uh, here as our coach, and, and he'd be the first to uh, credit his assistant coaches as well. I think as a staff, uh, there's none better. Um, you know, I like how our I like how our team plays. I like how we defend. I like that we're aggressive on offense. Um, you know, he'll. Um, you know, he, he makes he makes great use of his time. So uh, any opportunity that he's got. To, Work with the players in practice, or you know, even the preseason for the coaches is going to be uh, going to be really valuable. And uh, you know, our it, it's 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 always this way. Your focus is, uh, you know, I couldn't wait to get to rookie camp. Rookie camp's ending, and and I can't wait to see the veterans on the ice. You know, I can't wait till Sunday when we play a preseason game, and we're three weeks uh, of prep to get ready for opening day. You know, that's your focus is to prepare your team for opening day. So that's what uh, the coaches will be uh, dedicating their time to. Obviously, from a management standpoint, there's an evaluation uh, uh, aspect to that entire process, which is extremely uh, important. And uh, that's what we're all doing is getting ready for uh, for opening day. And from there, you know, it's a long season. You work your way through the season. We've got Olympics this year. Uh, it's a long season, and there's you know going to be different uh, things that the coaches do to uh, you know, to keep the players at the top of their game. Vegas Golden Knights general manager Kelly McCrimmon at the podium uh, discussing training camp 2021. Uh, the first time that they've had training camp in a couple of years as the workouts start tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Open to the public. Uh, you have to wear a mask as we return to City National Arena. And Kelly McCrimmon's uh, thoughts on training camp on the eve of the workouts. You have an opportunity in the off season to to you know work with your personnel. If you're looking to change the makeup of your roster a little bit, we did some things uh, there. Then I think uh, you know you um, you really work to improve your team over uh, over the course of the year. I think that uh, um, you know last year was was a good example. We uh, uh, I believe started with a double header with Anaheim. And uh, you know, kind of went from there, and it felt uh, all year uh, like the team was playing well, like the team was getting better. We, uh, you know, knew or, or, or surmised, I should say, probably be a better word, that it would likely be Colorado that we would be fighting for if we were to uh, win the division. That put a lot of pressure on every game because uh, any points that you give away um, to teams underneath you are, uh, you know, they hurt you in terms of that overall goal of trying to. Uh, stay ahead of Colorado or catch Colorado, <clears throat> and then when you get to the playoffs, it's uh, you know it's about doing the things that are going to get you through four rounds. So um, you know we're you know I, I think one of a handful of teams that uh, uh, that have what it takes to uh, to to play deep into the playoffs, and that'll be uh, that'll be our goal. There's Kelly McCrimmon. Uh, some of his address uh, to the media as the team will embark on its uh, fifth training camp uh, tomorrow, fifth season, actually, because the training camp uh, didn't really 
exist in the full natural form that we're used to uh, last season coming uh, in the midst of the COVID epidemic. Uh, hopefully we're on the backside of that now. Still some restrictions in place and vaccination and all members of the uh, organization on the playing side are vaccinated from uh, Kelly McCrimmon's address and also states that uh, this is the most talented, deepest uh, set of forwards that the organization has had going into its fifth year as we bring back uh, Ryan Wallace for comments and just a reflection on what you heard from Kelly. Yeah, I mean, I think that that last point is really where where I'm looking at it in terms of this upcoming season for the Golden Knights. When you look at this team right now up front, they are very, very deep. And that is even without the ability to have Alex Tuck in the lineup to start the season. When you look at the additions over the course of the offseason in Nolan Patrick and Brett Howden and Evgeny Dadanov and really the different configurations that you can make, I look at the Golden Knights up front and I see a team that is deeper and that should, I think as, as everyone hopes, translate to more wins, not just in the regular season, but also in the playoffs when it gets even tougher to score goals. Talking about a couple of People that have joined the organization and have been focal points. One, Pete DeBoer, and talking about his great use of time. But then also Robin Leonard and the opportunity that exists that Robin Leonard has earned going into this season. Yeah, 100%. And that's exactly what it is. Robin Leonard has earned this job right now with the Vegas Golden Knights. As you look over what he what his body of work has been over the last five years, he's been among the very best in the NHL. So right now, this is a great opportunity for Robin Leonard to take control of an opportunity he's been working his whole life for. And I think with that extra little bit of pressure, you're going to see a better Robin Leonard in terms of his statistics, but also in terms of his wins and losses this year for the Golden Knights. On the ice tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., you are welcome to attend. The practice is open to the public, 10 a.m. until uh, noon, as uh, we get underway for the 2021 uh, National Hockey League training camps, uh, the on-ice sessions, including the Vegas Golden Knights over at City National Arena. We have some tickets to give away for VGK uh, exhibition games. Which caller would you like to go? Which game are we talking about now? Because they... The San Jose game. So Sunday's. Sunday's game. Sunday's game, yep. the first uh, exhibition Fun. game. Uh, which caller should we go with? I'm going to go with caller number seven. We we talked about Alex Petrangelo a lot today. Let's go caller number seven. One of the uh, almost unanimous members of the VGK Mount Rushmore, Alex Petrangelo. We will take caller number seven. You will win two tickets to Sunday's preseason VGK game against the San Jose Sharks. Uh, back with Catching Up with Chapman on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Findlay Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Here's Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Nice to hear from Kelly McCrimmon today, BGK general manager. McCrimmon talking about uh, the start of on-ice workouts tomorrow. Some of uh, the players that he went through won't be available, but uh, the major names will be on the ice for the start of workouts at 10 a.m. tomorrow at City National Arena. Chris Chapman will be there, and, uh, well, there here he is right now. Yeah, uh, something, because we, we kind of had an abbreviated uh, one-timers today. Mm-hmm. Aaron Ekblad, I saw that he has been cleared to return to camp for the Florida Panthers. He apparently will have zero restrictions. Remember, he broke his leg last year and missed 
the playoffs for the Florida Panthers. So very cool that he will be back, a very key member of that team that both of you guys have in your top five. So uh, who's the best team in Florida? Tampa. Mm, you said that really quickly. Because until someone dethrones them, they are the best team. And they're, no, they're, who's, that, who's the best team right now? Like Tampa. If, 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 I, no, I still think Tampa's no, the best take team. Take all the championships out of the equation. I still think they're. The I still think they're better. Uh, I had to think about it a lot longer than than you did. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think, think a lot. Having, of, I don't think long about yeah, a lot of things. I was going to say, <laughs> having worked uh, around here for for a year yeah. a little bit, that's that's not as big a surprise. How long have you known me? <laughs> Oh, Papa Lou uh, won the tickets. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and he's going to show up in his carrier jersey to send a message to Darren. Send me a message. Nice. The enforcer. Uh, we've got uh, two more tickets to the San Jose game that we'll give away tomorrow. And then we have two tickets to the preseason game number two against L.A., I believe, uh, coming up. So four tickets tomorrow, two different sets, two different winners uh, tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, good on Aaron Ekblad. Didn't get uh, the total one-timers in, but we'll make sure that you're uh, all caught up to date tomorrow uh i've got a couple of things in store for tomorrow's show too Mm. so stay tuned uh for that may have a surprise or two maybe a a surprise guest or two to to pop on the program surprise guests are always good yeah i'm looking uh forward to that and i will see you guys tomorrow morning at 10 a.m actually can we make it 9 45 in and around there just so we're ready i will probably be there about 9 45 why why why? 9 30 you're going to be at 9.30? Well, I'm just saying, I'm always early, right? Early bird, yeah. the most yeah. on-time yeah. person that you know. So, so is the little uh, cafeteria, the coffee shop, is that open so I can grab a bagel and cream cheese? No, grab it on the way in. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd like to support City National Arena, so I want to... You know what? I don't know whether it is. Okay. And I say that because there's uh, like, because it's training camp and there's different workout areas yeah. uh, in and around City National Arena, and some of that may be uh, blocked off. Uh, just for off-ice workouts with the players. Fair enough. I may have to stop on the way then. Yeah. Tomorrow, why don't you stop off, and then if it's open, then we can gather. That'll be our meeting spot for yeah. Friday and got, Saturday. Got to get a bagel and cream cheese. Camp. I, I have a big dinner right now with the, with our television crew. Hopefully, you're going to change what you're wearing. Boy, what's uh, Huntington Beach, baby? What's wrong with that? It's not, it's not so much what's on the shirt. It's just that it's kind of like a long-sleeve T-shirt and... You're going out Ooh. to dinner. You're probably going with Gosher and Nighty. Yeah, yeah. Big and, and, team I, and I know Nighty will will be dressed like to the nines. To the nines. I, I love I love nope. Chapman giving you advice yeah. on what to wear. <laughs> I, I, I tell you what, Darren, come full I, circle. I have this shirt that you will absolutely love. It's got fruit on it. It's yellow. Uh-huh. Yeah. Avocados. Yeah. What? Well, how'd you know, hey, buddy? Yeah. I can. I, I do love. I do love what you do with avocados. I'm just not a big fan of it being on a shirt. Hey, who's the guy with the pineapple shirt? Uh, We'll talk to you tomorrow on Fox Sports Las Vegas.